0: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: Who was it on uh, Heidi High?
2: Uh, Sue Pollard, was it? No, it was was, was Ruth (laughs) Maddox.
1: Ruth Maddox. Bing, bong! (laughs) Morning, campers!
2: Welcome along to this, the 76th edition of the Square Ball podcast. And in the studio is Michael. Hello. And Moscow White. Hello there. And Oddie. Hello. Um, we're doing issue eight of the Square Ball. Eight of ten is going to be going to print in a matter of hours, gentlemen. <laughs> and
3: it's ruined Moscow. It looks like. Um... Towards the end of It's a Wonderful Life. A bit harsh. Before it becomes a wonderful <laughs> life. He's at the end of his tether.
1: Sitting on the bridge. I'm waiting for. Uh, don't do it. Waiting for Amo to come and save me. <laughs> yeah.
2: That'll be on Sailor Ellen Road at the weekend and via the squareball.net.
4: White watching.
2: Four games then, gents, since we were last in the studio. Uh, the first of which was the draw away to QPR on the 1st of March. We were all right then, weren't we? Back in the day. It turned out they were rubbish, though, which we didn't realise quite Mm. so much. Well, they're a few players short in their squad, I thought, they could really...
3: Yeah, they they, they need a bit more quality, don't they? A few more high earners to bring off the bench, people like Yossi Benayoun, people like that. Ridiculous cheats to be so rubbish. (laughs) It does seem a waste of a good cheat
1: mode. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many buttons Knapp must have pressed to get that code, but it's turned out to be a load of rubbish. Charlie Austin, good, but broken.
2: He's no Rudolph Austin, is he?
1: Uh, no, different different people.
2: Then you have a point. Um, we came out of the blocks quite quickly, didn't we? McCormack with his goal. We should have been two up by the time he put that in. Should have been. But I didn't think it was a penalty at the time. I've got to say. What was it given for? Richard done kicking him. He just cl- He clipped his heels. Oh, yes. yes. I thought he got the ball. So I was watching it from the upper tier. However, in mitigation, you'd been drinking since breakfast time.
3: <laughs> I was all right for the game. It was an early kickoff, so it was arch-
2: just a four hours before. It I was think. a steady. A steady away day what, what time did you Get out of bed? Uh, six What time did you Start drinking? Five past? Uh, <laughs>
3: I can't remember But I wasn't I wasn't too pissed By the time the game Started anyway You weren't Marius Salucas Against Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> No <don't> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> that, On that story Is the story meant to be That he was drunk On the pitch? That's one that of the many
1: drunk. scurrilous rumours that, that could ought, to land in given, court, yeah. ought to be given no credence whatsoever. Because if he Probably turned up drunk, drunk and Brian still, still played him.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but so,
1: <laughs> some people are good at hiding it. You don't appreciate how drunk I am right now. For example, if you knew how much I'd been drinking today, you wouldn't let me anywhere near this microphone.
4: We can see what you look like. It's a good in- indication. Anyway, were you
1: implying that McCormack missed that penalty as a gesture of chivalry and honour? Possibly, yes. I knew he'd miss, though. Exactly the same as the Bournemouth one.
2: I never got excited by that penalty, I knew. Yeah, knew. Mm. Rudy
1: Austin sitting right there, well, if you see, <laughs> Rudy Austin was standing right there, who would just burst the net. He scored that one for Jamaica, that was very good. I Ross d- Ozers, big style.
3: I did spend, uh, I will admit, the opening half hour of this game just looking at the size of Connor Wickham as well. In his in his body fit shirt, going oh, he's a big bloke, isn't he? Girth, look so at him. Girth, look at the shoulders, wide width. Physically very impressive. Is he bigger than uh, mature? Are you on the turn, he's not as um, <laughs> he's not as tall, but mm. I'd say in in terms of, uh, I imagine he, he can lift a bit more. Okay, because mature's quite built. Well he's got mm. a black eye now, poor lad. A
1: hell of a black eye as well. It looked like somebody had had his eye out and then just cauterized the wound with an old <laughs> woman's. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and
3: Maybe
1: Batted him about the face with it a few times as well How did that actually happen? I completely missed Because yeah, I would have hoped we got a free kick at least uh, But I just imagined that the foul
3: you would seem, have been given you against less concerned Matt concerned when um, Luciano had a black eye You were all ready to send him donations but and... well, didn't they put him in hospital And have like the photograph of
1: Am um, I imagining a photograph of Luciano Becchio In a hospital bed with his thumb up And his face all Mash Yes you are Oh surely not
3: It was a dream you had When you were nursing him <laughs> It was like misery What did you make of Wickham then On his debut? He looked really good He was holding the ball up well He was Something we've actually missed Since Becchio left Is that someone who's willing To have the ball up front With the back to goal For a minute And be, and also He actually Had it under control Whereas yeah. Becchio <laughs> was mainly Chasing it
2: about He could always control it Further than I could kick it Yeah Yeah
3: it's like that clip of Gaza, you know, where he's doing the thing where he's pretending to try and pick up the ball and he's kicking it. He mm. kicks it away from himself. Yeah, That's yeah. a bit how Becchio was. But Wickham, it <laughs> was actually sticking to his feet and he looked he looked dead good. And I thought, with him in the team, we could push towards the playoffs. Mm. I wouldn't
2: necessarily poke Moscow with this Becchio stick too much. He looks like a man on the He's ash. looking it up. He's, he's <laughs> looking it
1: up as well. I can see him on his laptop. I was just going to inquire after... It's in your uh, Photoshop files. How, how many... <laughs> How many goals Wickham has scored For us so far Zero Yeah Just just asking yeah. That is a bit of a shame Because it, it would be great If Wickham could Score tons of goals He
2: scored against us Yep This season And yeah. they are now Above us as well
1: Yeah How many did he get In that game Was it just one
2: Four or five I think I
1: can't remember I'm just trying to work out Is he currently on Minus one goal <laughs> for Leeds United <laughs> <laughs> yes he is there we go there's there's Becchio's face look there's no I can't see a hospital no there. there's no hospital
3: bed. there's no thumb up it's just an injured Argentinian man
2: <laughs> anyway back you just Q- as a nurse next to him <laughs> <laughs> back to QPR with your erection back to QPR missed penalty but you know at least he stepped up took the free kick and uh, popped it home with the aid of a slight deflection quite a big deflection
1: did but, he do that against Bournemouth, missed the penalty and then scored? He always it seems like something bad has to happen to Ross for a second. He doesn't let things get he happen.
3: did it against Burnley as well, in not he went he hit the post and then scored shortly afterwards. He doesn't let things get him down. He doesn't let things get him down, but he can't get up unless first he gets down.
1: He's very much the Fred Wesley of um, he's, <laughs> he's all uppers and downers. It's all the, the he's all <laughs> one for the James Brown band fans. Um Yes, his emotional state wears his heart on his sleeve and did he find a way of blaming everybody else for missing that penalty or did he just take it this time?
2: Um, on the basis and the evidence of this game, we, we did look alright, didn't we? We mm. thought, oh, we've turned a corner.
1: There was a terrible moment when it looked like Neil Warnock was going to be proven right about everything ever. Clint Hill's goal that never was, there mm-hmm. was until that was ruled as disallowed, I was basically just imagining myself into a lifetime of Neil Warnock. Smokness.
3: That was actually uh, the, the high point of the day for me, because it was obviously it was pretty much the last kick of the game, wasn't it? Um, and their fans are going mental, and they play goal music as well. So it, it kicked in, and then it was cut off. Did you, Was it that needle scratching across the record? Noise? <laughs> and, and the Leeds fans continued to sing it, and were all jumping around. As a few of their, give them credit, the majority had realised it had been disallowed, but there were, there's always one or two who still stood... Bouncing away, or whatever. I can't remember I even remember what the goal music was. So it was that or... Tom, Tom Hark. Tom Hark. It was one of the, It was always one of those. The Fratelli. Sometimes something shit. Anyway, um, and there was still one or two of them bouncing around, looking at the Leeds fans doing it, and I was just thinking, what are, they, what are these doing? We've won, <laughs> and they're all celebrating. And then people sort of pointing at the linesman like that.
2: Hmm. Yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> so yeah, that was that was the best bit of the day, really. To be yeah, fair, it wouldn't have been a
1: world worth living in if Neil Warnock had been able to come out after the game and say. Well, if I'd had my way, of course, he'd be a Leeds player now. Oh, well, and if uh, any manager had his way, he'd be a Barcelona player, really, Clint Hill, because, you know, there's not a team around that wouldn't benefit. So, uh, yeah, it's best that that didn't happen.
2: Well, you say that was the high point of the day. That was probably the high point of the month so far, because we fast-forwarded a week, and, uh, well, where to start with this one? Leeds 1, Bolton Wanderers 5. Smith's goal was good. Mm. I did
1: enjoy Smith's goal very much. He took that very well, didn't he? Yeah, good cross from the wing. Shows that we play well with wingers crossing to our strikers.
3: Who crossed it? it a,
1: a guy on the wing. <laughs> can't remember it was a guy on the wing. It's quite funny, actually, because, well, that it was funny. Up. Byram, he'd come on as a substitute, was playing Mary Hell with McCormack for not passing it, and then when the cross went in and we scored, it was like, ah, oh, happy days. And then there was a game of volleyball in the cup because the ball had gone over the uh, crossbar, and it was kept, and there was just a game going on, lots of fun, in and f- a great
2: time. In fairness... All credit to our fans for the 5-0 and you fucked it up chant as well after we scored. Yeah. And you are not singing anymore. Yeah.
1: It was good. Did we all stay to the end?
4: Nope. Nope.
1: <laughs> I did. To the bitter end. It's not um, like a staying to the bitter end thing. It's a staying because I want to see what those bastards do at the end. Are they going to slope off? Is anybody going to kind of come and apologise? Will there be perhaps cake to make up for it? Do we all get a free gift for putting up with it Matt Smith looked um, Ashamed? No he uh, apologetic he was the main one who could, sort so of he's, came he's, over and was a little right? bit Matt like Matt
4: Smith's the only one who did anything yeah. so. and he's been brought up well
1: lovely lad Yes he's very polite he's uh, individual letters of apology were sent on uh blue Basildon Bond paper Excellent uh, On well, this email shit
4: good. like Lee Peltier yeah. No no, no yeah. he's, just he's just a fucking pest isn't he He never sends me one anymore He's been busy you know Well yes
3: Was it just me who thought that? Opening goal was offside, and we should have had a free kick in the build-up to it as well. A mile offside. It seemed entirely unfair that they went in, in the lead.
4: <clears throat> it was about two yards offside before he even kicked the ball through to him. That linesman was appalling. That There was loads of decisions that he he didn't give, said so the bitter lead to them. I mean, you can't
3: <laughs> obviously say that we would have got anything from the game, but it, it set them on the way and was completely wrong, as far as I could
4: see. We felt like the same pattern for Reading as well, for when the goals went in. It just seemed we switch off... Stupid. Just before we go on the pitch. Yeah. Just about. (laughs) But, I mean, Bolton
3: in this game, to say it was fine, you see the result and you imagine Bolton have played us off the park and had a really good day. Actually, they they scored an offside goal and then the rest of them pretty much came from us just stopping defending. Yeah. there were were two identical free kicks, pretty much, where we just didn't bother marking them.
2: What are your thoughts on the cheer when Kebe was, I guess, the cliche to use his hauled off? (laughs) You knew it was coming, didn't you? Yeah. You thought...
3: Making substitutions—it's—it's it's obviously going to be Kebe. There's obviously going to be a reaction to it. Because
1: at QPR there was people singing "Byron for Kebe," weren't they? Actually, got a song going because they, they wanted him. Poor Jimmy. Mm. I couldn't bring myself to boo him, no, or cheer no. the substitution, but I couldn't really sort of—I didn't really want it to stop. If you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, in a perverse kind of uh, cathartic way.
4: I drew the line at not applauding him off. Yeah, I think. I thought it was harsh to jeer him
3: <laughs> I stood in silence and did a little A little wince when the yeah. cheer went up I sort yeah. of went But I mean he, d- he fully deserved Abuse in this game to be fair Because prior to it um, McDermott had been Defending him saying according to the stats He does all this running and things And in this game I realised he just runs away from the ball And that's why he, does, he puts loads of yards in When the ball was down his side he, went and he ran into the middle Rather than offering an option out wide And when the ball was on the left he went and stood on the right wing like, hugging the touchline, where, again, where there was absolutely no chance he would get the ball.
1: I think there is an element, and this isn't in any way sticking up for Jimmy Kebe, but it's more having a go at Lee Peltier, so we can have a go at both of them at once. But there was a point in the first half when Lee Peltier had the ball on the right wing and, want, and wanted to pass it out wide to Kebbe. And you know when kids, like four-year-olds, put the ball down in front of them and take a few steps back and then kind of run up to it and kick it? He kind of did that, where he spent ages looking at lining up this pass, really kept saying, I'm going to kick it right to Jimmy Kebbe. Missed him by about 10 yards and put it in the dugout, which I think is why he went off at half-time. But then, next time Jimmy Kebe was going down the wing, he was kind of running a bit and then stopping and looking at who had the ball and was trying to work out within this, what do you call it, a margin of error of about 30 yards either side of him where the pass might come to. So I think a lot of his uh, his yardage might just be running up and down the wing, <laughs> hoping that a ball yeah, like a ball's gonna come yeah through. like a pinball flipper
2: give him the <laughs> widest arc of probability possible, yeah
1: even when it's Byram on the wing and he's playing really well. we never kind of get the ball into their path that they need to go running um so I'm not surprised that kebe
3: who kebe is not he didn't awful, even he didn't even want to be in the position to receive a ball it It struck yeah. me that he was desperately trying thinking. People have been saying i am doing things wrong. If I don't ever have the ball, yeah. I can't, I can't, do, anything I can't do anything wrong. So I'll make sure I'm a bit like... Shirking. Shirking, very much so. A bit like not wanting to answer the phone or something at work because you might have to deal with something. <laughs> yeah. You know what it's about. Yeah. You think, oh, just think, ah, just go to the toilet while that rings. <laughs> Someone get that for me. <laughs> and to be fair to
1: Lee Peltier, at least if he's going to get something wrong... He's gonna boot the ball straight in the bastard dugout and make sure that the message gets there, I am fucking up right now. And there's no misunderstanding. <laughs> he stands <laughs> up to prove how shit he is. Uh, that's why um Good Ke- on his pro. Kebe Keb- lasted another twenty minutes. Peltier off at half time. Kebe gets to come and swung a- swung around for another twenty think minutes.
3: Of, think of good old Habib last year. Didn't hide, did he? Tried to no. do stuff. If there was a duck there, he fucked it. Ran around Ran around like a Absolute mental case.
1: It was um, on the evening after Leeds United won Bolton five. Habib Habibou scored a hat
4: trick. <laughs>
2: he didn't he make it into like UEFA's team of the week or something like that.
4: The world's turned on its head. Just fucking stupid. Who for, though? Where? Like, who were they playing? <laughs> oh,
1: Belgium league.
2: Ghent or something, isn't
1: it? I still like Habibou. Yeah, he,
2: I, f- I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. He's great.
1: I love the fact that he retweets absolutely every mention of his name, no matter what. <laughs> There was one recently, somebody had um, photoshopped him. Good job him. David Haig doesn't. <laughs> somebody photoshopped him manhandling a swan. <laughs> and there <that was> just... <laughs> Great. Bring him home.
2: 29,000 people went to that game. 29,000 people.
4: They Not weren't go- there at the end? No. Uh,
2: probably a similar amount to actually turned up for Reading. Uh, Leeds to Reading 4 the following Tuesday. Uh, we shipped nine goals at home inside three or four days. Not good.
4: So I was hoping that Pierce returned, and that was... The link that we lost against Bolton. He's too busy making babies, isn't he? Yeah.
3: I I doubt he is at the moment, to be fair. His wife's just had one. (laughs) He's he's made one, though, and they don't sleep much.
1: We're paying the price. Selfish bastard.
3: If his wife had any decency, she would move out with that child. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he...
1: he, Do you think
2: Piers
3: should? An early... An early... What, with the child? No, he should leave. (laughs) No, just leave leave them both. Yeah. Or
2: kick them out.
1: That might be easier.
2: yeah. So I, just, are, we, are we nominating the wife for uh, villain of for the and fortnight? fortnight? Yeah, okay. Note, it, note it down. Yeah, I'll just It should
3: I'll... take the Simon Grayson route. See what else is about at the training ground. And I think you mean in terms of daycare options. Yes. Well, they yes. used to have the trash. Can... These oh, they've yeah. got rid of the bar now, aren't they? With the um, the residential. Yeah, area. Oh, so that's that's what I meant. It could have. Yeah, could are have you advocating have... turning it
2: into a brothel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Either that or a, a home for fallen women.
3: <laughs> Look
2: at our brothel, everyone. Do you want Premier League prosies? <laughs> You
4: have to pay Premier League. <laughs> let's let's anyway. not
2: continue this this prostitution chatter. Well, anyway, Big Marius came back for this, and uh, you know things improved markedly on the week before, on the match before. Five goals against Bolton, four against Reading.
1: We're getting better. Hospital pass for Pierce and Butland from Marius for the first goal, and then it got quite eerie with the next two because um, we were in the bar <laughs> just after half time, and. Um, they scored immediately after half-time and we were saying how much like Bolton this was and as the words were coming out of my mouth well, as long as they don't score another, like immediately after we've just conceded that one and as I said that, the ball sailed into the net and I was open-mouthed and stunned into temporary silence
2: Nostradamus, eh?
1: Yeah, you'd, well, I'm not sure you have to be Nostradamus to predict Leeds are going to concede a load of goals Why can't we take um, a cue, if Ross McCormack Every time he gets down, gets up. Why is it the rest of the team, every time they get down, they get even deeper and down? Why can't they all get up?
2: I don't know if this is a state of quo record we're <laughs> turning into, or Chumba <laughs>
1: The slightest little resistance to M- McCormack's triumphant march through life, and he just bounces back stronger. Trip him up slightly, he'll score a hat-trick. The rest of them, they meet a, a slight headwind, and they just collapse like babies.
3: <laughs> this was the game, I think, where you could see Butland was broken He just thought, what the fuck have I done? Yeah, <laughs> It was at Barnsley a little earlier I told in the you, season I
2: told you we'd break him I told mm. you we would yeah.
3: like, Barnsley was much better than this Oh, we've
2: done it a lot faster than I thought we would, actually yeah. yeah. Mm. Same so with Wickham
1: Can't score, well, Butland just concedes <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't Butland come here to try and sneak his way into the World Cup squad?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's having plenty of opportunities to... Uh, Showcase his skills yeah. Of last picking thing, the ball out of the net The last thing you need is uh, nothing to do in a game So we're, we're trying to help his World Cup chances I have, Plenty of footage mm. yeah. I have a
1: slight theory that Although Butland is obviously much better A goalkeeper than Paddy Kenny And will probably go on to have a much better career That Paddy Kenny is better at dealing with The likes of Pierce, Lees, Jalukas, Wotton, Whereas Butland's not really played with Shit like that before <laughs> He's used to playing behind good defenders that just know what they're doing.
3: Ah, oh, to be fair, he's, he's, been, he's, been on, he's been on loan at Barnsley before. True, I mean,
1: true. Look where they are in the league. Alright then, well he should know what he's doing then. What's yeah. the matter with him? Well, like, he, uh,
2: he faced a difference um, in lineup in front of him because obviously Warnock was left out and, and Pugh came in. I'm sick of seeing Warnock. Yeah, yeah. well that's it. Like, that's about you, as far as it goes. You,
3: get out of my sight. <laughs> yeah. just,
1: just play one until we're sick of him and bring the other one yeah, back. It upsets
3: yeah. me knowing how much money he's earning as well. When you think he's on about... 16 grand a week or something And you see how Fucking slow he is Getting back And the fact we've got him For another two years I just think Fuck off (laughs) But then Danny Pugh Two more years I'm going to be watching you for There is at least
1: a chance When uh, Danny Pugh's on uh, When Stephen Warnock's On the pitch That he might be somewhere In the vicinity of left back When Mm -hmm. the opposition Are getting ready To score a goal Danny Pugh Generally
2: um, Is nowhere to be seen He likes a wonder No guarantees No promises (laughs) He's a fucking maverick That boy
3: (laughs) the plus over Danny Pugh though couple of months' time, not our problem. Yeah. <laughs> so I can so I can enjoy him from that point of view. It's like yeah. being stuck in a shit pub, but you think, we'll have these, we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Warnock's like a crap birthday party that you stuck at all evening. Yeah, you book the venue. Exactly. It's only seven o'clock. What time's time this finish? Four Midnight. Of, four oh. pound a pint. Oh, oh God. God. At least we scored two
1: goals. We're gradually shifting the balance back our way. Yeah. 6 nil Wednesday. Five one Bolton four two Reading. Would you The crowd did it? turn a bit, though, didn't they? A little bit.
4: Yeah. Yes. Quite yeah. rightly.
1: But yeah. then they got behind them again when it was the two goals were scored, and everybody was like, "How about we we actually have a goal just for the crack?"
3: The because crowd was turning, saying things like, "Don't shoot, Austin." Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, do you know what that we 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 have said for quite some time, you especially Moscow, that this massive thunder bastard of a goal was coming and. It arrived, just a shame it came at the wrong time. It wasn't. You were so
1: annoyed. Yeah. You were absolutely I livid. believe my words were, what a waste of a good goal. Yes. Uh, same with Smiths, because that goal should be replayed in that highlights package that they played just before the game, where they show all the good goals from the season so far. But you can't show Smiths, because everyone was going, yeah, that's game, we lost 5-1. Yeah. And Austin as well, we can't really show it. It's like, oh yeah, that's Reading when we were shit for an Did hour. Did you
3: see uh, hunt Lau's goal against, for Schalke against Real Madrid the other week? No. I'd say it was as good as your Boas volleys. Didn't um, you take that back. But they were six nil down at the time, and it was the <laughs> oh. last minute, and it just absolutely <laughs> flew in off the bar, and it was one of the goals that, like, like you say, yeah. had it been in a final or even in a game they just won, would be replayed. But as it is, just under the carpet, and never to be mentioned again.
1: We well, can't really go in the dressing room and go, "Fuck! What a goal I scored there, eh, lads?" And it's like uh,
3: the the boss wants to see us all <laughs> yeah. at seven o'clock
1: yeah. in the morning. Is that to give me a special award? And in interviews <laughs>
3: afterwards, where the are asking you about it You must go Yeah I know Yeah we lost it Did you see
2: that though? <laughs> On to Burnley Pierce Showing the, uh, the The sad state of affairs With his sleepless nights With his own goal um, After McCormack Had put us ahead
4: Jason Go to bed earlier
1: Well I thought we'd already Established He needs to Either kick them out Move out himself
4: <laughs> I think the problems Happened Occurred A little bit further up the pitch To really um, Put that one down To Pearcey it was Wickham who was chasing the defender down the right wing and not Danny Pugh because it had gone over both their heads Fucking for the winner. <laughs> yeah. Weren we,
2: weren't we better, though? Weren't we better? No. 2-1. No. Well, improving. An improvement.
1: <sighs> they didn't get booed off. True. Not even by the Burnley fans.
4: Although, that thing about scoring the goal and at QPR and mocking their fans when it McCormack went through one-on-one mm-hmm. and hit the post... We were still celebrating the goal about five minutes later before we realised he'd not scored. Nah. I'd gone down about three sets of stairs. Disappeared long enough for them to kick off and get start playing again. Yeah. So we were a little bit embarrassed by that. And I'd gone with a Burnley fan as well. I'd gone with Mental Rachel. Oh, who, not
2: not Mental Rachel. Yeah. I've heard about her at the Christmas parties.
4: Um, mental. Who goes in the Leeds End at Ellen Road when Burnley come, and she goes in the Leeds End... When we go to Burnley. Why don't she just
2: be a Leeds fan? I
3: think
4: she secretly wants to be a Leeds fan. But, Does
2: uh, everyone. Yes. she got teeth?
3: Would she stand out in the Burnley end? She would, actually, yeah. <laughs>
4: um, yeah. so she disappeared when we scored and then came back and actually missed their goal. So, their equaliser, so I'm quite pleased. We got a little bit of joy out of that day.
2: Well, this was the great um, comeback for Dom Polion. Came on about three quarters of the way through this. Any good? He
1: came on a minute before their goal, didn't he?
2: Ah, uh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> poor, poor Jimmy Kebby was ill, wasn't he? For this, oh yeah, wasn't yeah. He? What, What's up with poor him? Poor Jimmy. What's yeah. wrong? With, what's wrong I with him? I think he's got what Stephen Warnock's got. Something going round. Hasn't uh, Cameron Stewart had a bit? It had a touch of it too.
4: I think ha- Lee Peltier's has had a touch, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> so, something going round. Something going round.
2: Highlight of that game for me was uh, Keith Tracy coming on in the last minute. Keith Tracy, uh, Twitter, internet superstar. If you've not seen Keith Tracy's photo. Yep, don't look. I did a Google search for it and you can't find it anymore apart from it being blacked out. If you're wondering what it is, it's uh, Keith Tracy lifting his scrotum with his legs apart, exposing his anus to the internet. I thought I recognised him. We are now 15th after 35 matches with 44 44 points even. Uh, There are 11 games to go. Reckon we probably need, what, two or three wins to avoid relegation, so this could go to the wire. Um, We are 12 points off relegation, 13 off the playoffs. There you go.
4: The
1: very definition of mid-table.
2: Is anyone
3: else taking 10 off our total, though? Yes. Just to be safe? That's kind of how I'm thinking of it. Yes. Just in case GFH managed to fuck things up a little bit more.
2: The news. The news, the news, the news. Not a lot been going on these last couple of weeks though. Generally just been waiting. A lot of sitting around. On your a boat, say, listening to the ocean. Indeed, indeed. Before we talk about all that nonsense, mm. let's do other stuff first. Right, transfers. <laughs> yeah, Adam Drury, he's gone to Bradford on loan, hasn't he? He's not coming back, is he? i
3: oh, forgot guy, he was yeah. ever here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Another one of our farm of left backs. You said last week, didn't you,
3: when we had the League United annual in, last week, last mm. podcast, where we had the League United annual in when you saw a picture of him, that he could basically just be anyone. <laughs> Not a man any of us would would even recognise, I don't think.
1: And I think that's all we've got out of Norwich in recent years, is him and Steve Morrison. Nothing against Adam Drury, but there's never really any point.
2: Um, do you think he's going to be in contract extension negotiations? Almost what, With so, Bradford? Maybe. Maybe he likes the area. Bradford?
4: Maybe he just can't quite get out yet.
2: So yeah, but he's, he's gone on loan, there you go. Transfer's wrapped up. Yeah, I think the chances of
1: us signing anybody else after one, Butland, two, Wickham, three... Bankruptcy. Yeah, Chilino (laughs) saying, what am I paying for here exactly? Uh, We're we're slim.
2: Thank you, Massimo, by the way. It's
1: been nice knowing you. (laughs) I mean, the transfer speculation, I know we haven't spoken about this yet, might be, do we have to give Wickham and Butland back
3: now? Could we possibly look at sending Stuart and Kebby back? (laughs) At the same time.
1: Or oh, I was going to th- thought you were going to say instead. It's like, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep Butland and Wickham, mm. but um, how about you just have these? <laughs> Stick some
2: gloves on Kebe. Yeah. There he is. It's changed a bit. I can't think what's different. He's uh, had his hair, ra- ra- haircut. That's it. He's had his haircut.
4: I'd rather have Butland on the wing, yeah. <laughs> Do
3: you remember how positive we were about Jimmy Kebe when he signed? Premier, you say- hey,
2: Premier League footballer. You said yeah. he had
3: 99 pace. <laughs> Who scored.com said he was uh,
1: brilliant. Yeah, well, there were those. Um, I spent time making animated GIFs of him running the length of the pitch at Reading with the ball. and As opposed to away from it. And scoring a goal. In fact.
3: How many of those were there? There were loads. Uh, well, the main
2: he was ones. was good at Reading,
3: yeah. he had several good games against us.
1: One of the main ones was him uh, running yard after yard with the ball at, at high speed and then crossing, and Noel Hunt scored. Who? Adam Drury was this was this training. <laughs> Maybe it's better that we don't have the money or the window to sign anybody at the moment. Stick with what we've got. Matt Smith has uh, gone from strength to strength since Wickham turned up, showing him what a real football
3: is all about. And we- shoving him out on the wing. Yeah, the window's a blessing for us now because at
2: least we can't sell
3: everybody. That's <laughs> <the> true. <training.
2: laughs> I was just going to say this just made me think that we've uh, kind of reached that point of the season now where we just want it to end. And it's later than normal because we've made it to 35 games, mm-hmm. which is not bad and it's, you know, mid to late March. It's not too bad going.
4: And the bonuses season ticket renewals haven't come out yet. This is true.
2: This is true. I'm amazed actually. Well, who I mean, would yeah. authorize it? Yeah. <laughs> Who's selling them?
3: And then who do we give the money to? Yeah. Straight to straight to good old Dave. Who would even print the, look after It who would even pay the printers to print all the forms. Dave might have the lads from St George's Crypt photocopying stuff. <laughs> stuffing envelopes. Yeah. There's seven thousand school
2: children who are at Elm Road today. <laughs>
3: There's envelope Part of
4: their math test was put one sheet of paper <laughs> in one envelope.
2: Uh, move on to that then. What was all that about? I kinda loosely followed it, laughed at the <clears throat> photos, saw Johnny Ball in front of the e stand uh, and lots of kids. I mean what what was that about?
4: Do you remember about them? fifteen years, I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, no. <laughs> Just because he's a 70s TV presenter does not mean... Mr Ball, we would like to stress on our podcast that it was just a joke. And just because you are a 70s TV presenter does not mean you are a convicted paedophile.
1: Or unconvicted paedophile.
2: (laughs) For that matter. Yes.
1: Or a paedophile. (laughs) Whether convicted or unconvicted or suspected, unsuspected.
2: Let's not talk about paedophiles anymore. Okay. It's not a paedophile cast. It's a podcast about Leeds. Okay, uh, what was going on? Uh, We saw some of our players and children and Black Eyes and David Haig and maths. Deeply ironic that they were doing a maths
3: test at Bloody Ellen Road. Yeah, it was some kind of world record attempt for the biggest ever maths lesson organised by Helplink, our sponsors. It was a... (laughs) Thing. It's not really. A <laughs> it was a
1: Guinness World Record attempt with that's Guinness with, logo, with the, logos. The, the, the lovely, yeah, yeah. mouth-watering, doing, satisfying beer.
2: doing maths, doing maths. I mean, yeah, maths do, is good. Getting a, a vat of beans or something—it's more fun.
1: Apparently, uh, the kids were so grateful um, that at the end of the day, they presented David Hague with a completed set of Leeds United accounts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all <laughs> right, isn't it? That's all right. I hadn't noticed until reading about it before we came in that David Haig had had the the brass neck to go there.
3: He um, goes fucking everywhere. Every single thing on that website. <laughs> Where are the players today? Oh, they're at Leeds train station doing something. David Haig's face. <laughs> ping! There he is. <laughs> Where are they today? Oh, up a mountain somewhere. Who's this? Oh, it's David Haig with him. Get off. Just do some work, David.
1: To be fair, they, they need somebody for the kids to feel comfortable around given that the other people there were... I don't mean to imply anything about Johnny Ball but the other people there were <laughs> Matt Smith who's got his uh, black eye and Tom Lees who looks like he's still trying to get over World War One so you need somebody there that the kids can kind of muck about with I thought he was
3: going to suggest someone that they wouldn't feel uh, intellectually inferior
4: <laughs> with that's, <laughs> that's that not a well. nice thing to say yeah but remember Dave doesn't take a wage mm-hmm. and he's working 20 hours a day Tell you what,
3: yeah, it's not really work though is it David? How many pictures taken with, with some
2: minor celebrities. Going up Machu Picchu doesn't bloody yeah. count, does it?
3: Well, he did,
1: as we uh, found out in that same interview, he did his hard work when he was younger.
2: Is this
3: like, the owls
1: again? No, this was because he said... Uh, Flipping
2: burgers!
1: Yeah, he said he had a paper round at 14 and then worked at McDonald's in a managerial role when he was 16. <laughs> Fuck off! Had you not heard that? No, no. Yeah, Yeah. it was a great um, convoluted sentence because he started um, talking about how he sunk millions of pounds of his own money into the club.
2: But I'm not a multi-millionaire. Yeah, (laughs) it it was money he was
1: going to buy a house in the area with and he's diverted, uh, I think he said two million or at least several millions from his house buying in Yorkshire fund to helping Leeds United fund that he's done just because he loves the club and he works 20 hours a day. And then he said, but, you know, I'm not a multi-millionaire. I've worked. Not now. is not. I've. I've always worked <laughs> all through my life. I had a paper round at 14, and at 16, I worked at McDonald's in a
3: managerial
1: role.
4: Like he knows what fucking McDonald's is. Like the, Like they
1: have 16-year-old managers.
3: He's not proved very uh, adept at flipping Leeds United. He's who's better <laughs> <at> the burgers. <laughs>
1: he's um, not a multi-millionaire, but he's found two million pounds. That he was going to buy a house with, which he had to buy a house saved with, up
3: in cash. I'm not saying I'm rich, but I was going to pay, buy a two million pound house in cash in Yorkshire, in Beeston, no it, less. Where was the um, was the McDonald's? The one at um, Ellen Road, presumably.
2: The timeline fits. Yes, it, it definitely does.
3: <laughs> it's
1: it's worth delving into um, some more of this interview because it was the he's York. Just,
3: he's just a uh, uh, pathological liar, isn't he? <laughs> it was the
1: Yorkshire Post rather than the Yorkshire Evening Post, so. Eyebrow. They've, they've recently renamed themselves. I went themselves. to school
3: with Liam Gallagher.
1: <laughs> um,
3: he's making, making stuff up, David.
1: Uh, he's talking about how the club isn't going to go into administration and he says... Another uh, lie. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, the, the, uh, the 3G pitch has become a big issue to some. Well, first of all, we invested a lot of money in it, which if we were penniless, we wouldn't have done. You can't really defy his logic there, and they started saying, uh, uh, "The reason it got stopped was because of the winding up petition, which meant we weren't allowed to make certain payments. The money was sitting in the bank account, but we weren't allowed to pay it. We suffered for a week or two because of that unjust petition. Which uh, that's the uh, the unjust petition that was uh, Leeds United or GFH's defence that they said that the petition was unjust. Uh, mm. The winding up petition uh, that the judge, it's um, not fair. The judge disagreed to such an extent that Leeds United not only had to pay the loan back and the interest, but had to pay all the legal costs as well. However, here is David saying it was an unjust petition. But he says, uh, we are going forward as a club. I have tremendous faith in Leeds United, which is why I put my own money into the club. I am not a multimillionaire. I have worked all my life, right from being a paperboy at 14 and then 16 at McDonald's as a manager. I may have come from a bit of a wealthy family, but I've always earned my money. I had saved up to get a good nest egg that I invested wisely. Um, and I felt that in my duty as managing director, I should support this club as much as I possibly could. The money has been in there a while. Most, I love this bit. This is actually my favourite part of the whole thing. The money has been in there a while. Most of it is still there. I'm not, and I'm not charging interest. So where's the rest of it gone? Most of it's still there. Some of it's gone. I don't know where. I was going to buy a house with that money. <laughs> a
2: bit of a ninny. <laughs> But Mr. Salim seems to have spent it. (laughs) I sent him my credit card
3: Um, and he said he was only going to buy a sandwich. (laughs) I
1: know this club has a big future and I'm not worried about the money, Money. even though to me it is a huge amount. (laughs) Originally that money was to allow me to buy a house here. Instead, I am (laughs) ready. I am renting. This might be why he hangs out at St George's Crypt so much. (laughs) Um, If I was worried about the club's financial health, I would be getting it out. The money, he means. I could do that, but I won't, and I'm not going to. And that is because I know this club is in good shape, even though at the moment we are losing money. Um, And by the sound of it, most is. Uh, That is not a secret. Most clubs in the country do the same. Look at the championship. Leicester lost packets more than us. Masses, in fact. If you remember, the takeover started with uh, Sport Capital being David Haig, Andrew Flowers, the dynamic duo who were going to take this club forward, and they stood side by side and said, we are the future of Leeds United. And he says that uh, Massimo came on the scene when they were looking at by the club, was going to join in them, but he wanted the largest share, so they went their separate ways. So that left David and Andrew, who he had previously pledged the future of our club to, um, and David says, uh, as as managing director, though, I spent a lot of time with Massimo and his kids, and I realised he was someone I could work with, and someone I think has many of the right attributes to take the club forward. I haven't seen all of those attributes in anyone else while I have been here. In terms of a tick box list, Massimo was ticked more than anyone else. So that means Andrew Flowers was just like, all right, not that great. So yes, that's the in-depth interview with David Haig um, in the Yorkshire Post. have." If that's the first time you heard that, Michael and Oddie
3: reactions... I'm stunned. I mean, it fits with what I know of him. That face. Moscow's just turned his laptop around in a lovely picture. Yeah, it fits with what I know of him, which is that he doesn't necessarily seem to always know what's going on.
4: (laughs) And his stories don't always seem to stack up. Yeah. No.
3: I mean, the money that he put into the club, given the club is losing money... There's no one
2: broken it to him that that's his money. Well, this is mo- I'm tipping my money into a black hole. Here, everybody, have my money.
3: But Most there's no
4: risk of administration. No way. No, if, we're going to um, we're
3: going to end up giving him Stephen Warlock instead of his money. As a man <laughs> man yeah. servant. Oh, oh, is this? Is this in? This is yeah. David, this is what you've. This is what your money went
2: towards. Yeah, oh, com- you've, so you get to keep him. You've know? converted <laughs> your loan into a form of equity.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't want to use the term. Mug punter loosely <laughs> But wasn't Andrew Flowers Charging like 10% interest Ken Bates charged 10% interest On any loan He ever put in the club Chilinos kind of Said Ah oh, no I'm, I'm not charging interest But hey I'd paid the tax On that boat So
2: <laughs> Meanwhile uh, <laughs> Meanwhile Dave's Crashing in a bed sit. <laughs> <Yeah. It's, laughs>
1: He's probably paying them interest. He's probably... I tell you, you know, he says he's renting a house. He was going to buy a house with that money and instead he's renting. I bet you he's renting a club flat and paying the money to Leeds United.
3: (laughs) Renting a flat off Patel for
2: uh, (laughs) eight grand a week. (laughs) Listen, we'll pull this stuff back together in in a minute or two. Worth pointing out, you mentioned the accounts. The accounts are actually due by the end of this month, aren't they? They have to be released.
1: Best part of the season, that. Always look forward to Out
2: into the wild and publicised. So that should be... Bloody interesting! I'm I sure. get a feeling we'll never see them. Mm, maybe not.
3: know we ha- they have to. It's part they of the football.
2: Fu- it's part of the football league regulations. But, so. can they, but what if they
3: sold us and then liquidated, administrated, got rid of the business which currently holds Leeds United and burnt well,
4: the, the account? to, road. Yeah, to disclose everything as we know with can be. because one year five million pounds went <laughs> out as Other. others. Yeah. Anyway,
2: yeah. we'll come on to all that stuff in, uh, in a bit. That's that's the statements to show David <laughs> for his personal bills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll move back to that stuff. Uh, first, we should mention Brendan Ormsby.
1: The club are organising um, an event on Wednesday, April the 9th, to support his recovery. Raise some money and stars of the 1988 team, like his former Aston Villa teammate Gary Shaw, are coming. Mm. But John Styles is telling the jokes, and John Styles Supposed to be a funny man. Son of Nobby and all that. But Glyn Snowden and Simon Grayson and Ian Baird are going to be there, which... If uh, you heard the reports from Sherburn with the Snods, Bairdie and Larry event, I imagine that could be good. And um, it's also an opportunity for us to say to Brendan Ormsby, get well soon. So when is that? It's Wednesday, April the
2: 9th. Ellen
1: Road, Nicky Chapman Suite.
2: That's the whereabouts. Excellent stuff. Right, look it up. Get along. Should be good. Phil Beaton, another person who we will be celebrating. Congratulations to Phil. won the uh, the. Fan-
0: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Of the year at the Football League Awards. That's probably the best thing we've won in the Football League. There is a
1: great deal of positivity around the club. We've got Johnny Ball, 7,000 school kids. We've got Brendan Ornsby, supporting him, helping him get better. We've got Phil Beaton, Football League's Fan of the Year. Who uh, Fan
3: of the Year really undersells it as well. It's been yeah. two thousand consecutive <laughs> games, and I mean, I know it seems in a is, year. It seems there are too many games <laughs> at the moment. It there, just feels like two thousand games this year. Not, there have definitely not been two thousand games this year. So that,
2: how, when does that go back to?
1: Well, I think I've read he started going in nineteen like late sixties. I'm not sure when it became a consecutive thing.
2: I think we should um, have a whip round for Phil because he must have had a bang to the bloody head.
1: Well, they've given him a uh, a free five-year five year season, season
2: ticket. ticket.
4: The poor that, bastard that sounds like a punishment. <laughs>
3: I did notice when David Haig tweeted saying, as a reward for this, <laughs> they would be allowed to go in the director's box and someone tweeted straight back saying, I'd rather miss one than stand for you a yeah. lot. <laughs> so, Phil, we are just wondering, have you got any money? Yeah. <laughs> he must have a fair bit if he's been in t- 2,000 uh, consecutive games. Well,
1: the, the big story that has been told about him is 1988 on the Cup run when uh, he flew back from a, a week's holiday in Tenerife
3: twice, to watch Leeds play Birmingham That's in the amazing. FA Cup Probably probably should have booked his holidays
2: Outside of the football season If he was committed he would have done mm. yeah. But yeah,
3: well done, yes. well done Phil
1: Sadly Ross McCormack didn't emulate his victory They gave the Championship Player of the Year award To Danny Ings of Burnley That's twice Burnley did us that weekend
3: to uh, having a Player of the Year award in March You missed the, the whole business end
2: Oh right, Massimo Cellino, GFH tax evasion, a yacht, the football league, together leads, David Haig, go for it. Bloody guilty, isn't he? the <laughs> rascal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> guilty as charged.
2: Which one are we talking about?
3: All of All them. Of them.
2: <laughs>
3: His lawyer says, "Look, he's still not." guilty
2: because... Can we call this lawyer by name? Yes, let's do it. Please, this is amazing. Johnny Coconuts? Johnny Coconuts. Giovanni Coco translates, doesn't it? It Transliterates as Johnny Coconuts.
1: Which was um, great when that was uh, going, you could track um, that tag on Twitter for a while with a mixture of people going uh, fuck you Johnny Coconut and who the fuck is Johnny Coconut? (laughs) It's good to know the names of everybody who's involved. we got Massimo Cellino, owner of a yacht named Nelly being charged by Judge Sandra Lepore. Sandra Lapore is overseeing the process and he's being defended by Johnny Coconut. If Johnny Coconut's got any money, I would welcome him as chairman of Leeds United.
2: He sounds like an incredible character. Yeah.
1: Um, and he claims that um, it's a, a great injustice has happened.
2: Well, he's a professor, so he might he might know. He's
3: not really explain why. Normally when people are saying there's been a miscarriage of justice, they point to things that have gone wrong in the legal procedure and, you know... It sounds a bit like it's it's not fair defence again, doesn't it? Yeah, that's more or less what he's saying, isn't it?
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of clutching at straws. It's difficult because I think a lot of people were quite seduced by the idea that a billionaire was going to take Leeds United over and bring the good times to town. And I think it's been a little difficult sort of working back through that that one, well, he's not a billionaire, and um, two, that yeah... He is in trouble about that yacht and, and some and some other things. And yeah, it, it is a con- it is a conviction of a dishonest defence. And I was like, okay, maybe the appeals process in Italy can take a long time, but at the moment there is a judgment against him that it does it does rule him out really. Yeah, um, and there's no getting. Him. Oh, and if you've not heard about. The other yacht. Lucky 23. Lucky 23, which even the reporting in um, the Sardinian Union, the local paper, just said a uh, Salino Deja Vu when that yacht got impounded because he basically done exactly the same thing with a slightly cheaper yacht.
4: Is there not a Range Rover as well?
1: Yeah, I think the Does, Range Rover... Does the Range Rover have a name? Uh, <laughs> uh, we can give it one. Depending upon the tidiness of its trunk, it could be Eleonora. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or if it's just got a load of junk in there, it could be Eduardo. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a a track record of... um, Naughtiness. Naughtiness, which is coming to light and is proving more than perhaps the Football League are going to be able to overlook because they are a set of Leeds United hating. Sean Harvey owning, or being owned by, I don't know what the term would be.
2: He's the Chief Executive Officer. (laughs) He
1: runs it. Basically, Sean Harvey has just said, because he hates Leeds, because he loves Ken Bates so much, he's bribed that judge and sailed. um, If you remember when um, Sean Harvey went on holiday... um, He's
2: actually on holiday now, isn't he? Yes. Funnily enough. Just when when it's crunch time for Leeds United. When he was
1: pretending to work his socks off in the transfer window for Leeds United, he was actually buying a yacht, sailing it into a harbour, putting on a fake Italian accent, making sure everybody saw him, pretending to be Massimo Cellino... Leaving it there. leaving Johnny Coconut's whole defence has basically been, what yacht? Sean Harvey. Can, can you
2: do the uh, accent, like uh,
1: Sean Harvey's accent. Was, uh, what the, the, <laughs> We're running out of defences to say Chilino's going to pass that test. It was even like, oh, it's a civil case. Well, no, he's been to court and he's been... Criminal kind of, judge? Yeah. I, um, I'm detecting... It's only a fine. It's I'm, only a fine. If he was guilty, why did they only fine him?
2: <laughs> I'm detecting... A bit of facetiousness in your voice, Moscow. Yeah. Yeah, just a tiny bit. I know you're a man on the edge tonight. I I take it you don't agree with the the pleading in mitigation. I mean, it does confuse me slightly why people are trying to defend the interests of a millionaire slash billionaire who's clearly got a few issues with the justice system.
1: I was confused enough when that banner went to Burnley that said, Please come and save us, Chilino.
2: We need you! Exclamation marks times three.
1: And, um, I think the level of confusion that goes into having a banner like that made, you're not going to be able to deconfuse it just because he's guilty as hell of evading tax on a yacht. It's just stupid. If he wants to buy the football club, I mean, the two things are unrelated, I suppose. He bought the damn yacht in 2010, um, and now it's 2014, so we can't have leads. But there's nobody else to blame apart from him. He bought the fucking yacht, and yeah. also,
3: I mean, these are the yacht thing looks like looks like the offense that will actually stop him taking over but mm. in his past he does have more serious offenses which which actually worry me more than the yacht thing because I mean, yeah. I can see the argument that you know for a multimillionaire avoiding tax on a yacht does seem very much like a multimillionaire's kind of crime some sort of thing well obviously obviously yeah. they would do that mm.
2: but he does have things in the past for fraud and, yeah, and, the and false well, and, the, and false the, accounting and there's the embezzlement stuff that's hanging over him as well public money yeah. allegedly have gone yeah, so, and, no. obviously he's innocent until proven guilty however <laughs> Given the track record. He has
1: been proven guilty twice. Yeah. One, I think one was turned over on appeal, uh, but he was jailed for four months for the other one. Plus, um, there's the
4: people defending it that it's almost a badge of honour to get done for tax evasion in Italy. And yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's what they it's do Italy, it's
1: all like yeah. that. And then, you know, you just have to buy a judge off and you get whatever verdict you want. That's how Italy works. Well, if that's how Italy works, you just buy the judge off. Why has not the billionaire Massimo Cellino <laughs> bought off the damn judge and then we don't have a problem?
2: I mean do you It's think... Italy.
1: Kill him <laughs> do you Or think... her,
2: Sandra. Do you think this has all just been a lot of misplaced wishful thinking because yes the club's on its arse?
3: Yes. Yes.
2: I think we'll look back hopefully on this
3: not in the not too distant future and say it was a good thing. Thank God he was stopped from taking over. I mean he's
1: very attractive. He's not as attractive as Andrea Tabanelli. But if he's gonna bring attractive things on a level of Andrea Tabernelli and the back half of his daughter,
3: then <laughs> you can see why people would be he's not
2: a pantomime horse.
3: I don't know, you're not the bottom half either, just the back half. So <laughs> yeah, you like yeah. you like the backs of a back and the backs of her arms, back of her head. Well
1: I've I've no found nothing to complain about with the uh, the whole back of her body and even the famous East Sand shot where you can only sort of see one third of her face. It's all fine, really.
2: <laughs> um, you're a bully. You're a bully and a cat.
1: Hey, so I, 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 you make puke. If you want to talk about bullying, that's happened since we were on here. This yeah. is the level
2: of ridiculousness that this has all got
1: to. I can understand, uh, to finish that, but yes, it would be great if we were taken over by somebody who would make the club brilliant and fun again. Let's see, emotionally, well. We were going to have his kids working and they're spending their time going on the Instagram accounts of the daughter of one of their takeover rivals. rivals. Um, What was the first one? Cringe. That was what it put. Grin. Cringe.
2: This was was Poppy Farnan, wasn't it, for anybody who's not seen it? Yeah.
1: And then it was Hercules. Mm. Was it Hercules or Eduardo? Yeah. One of them. When on first wrote cringe and then thought ah I got another one yeah yeah ugly and then went on a, another photograph of her and came up with the absolute classic you make puke which I mean, is just come on
2: it's it's a bit unseemly it's it's not what you really want associated with your football club is I mean it? I
1: did just imply perhaps that their sister should go around with a a brown sack over her head.
2: (laughs) But the difference difference is we're four twats in the studio, we're not not running or trying to run Leeds United.
1: Whichever one of them it was, one of them, one of those kids, is the vice president of Cagliari Football Club, Mm. which it's worth pointing out as well, that Chilino has got two unsuccessful takeovers on the go, because he hasn't been able to buy Leeds United because of this damn yacht, and he hasn't been able to sell Cagliari for reasons as yet unknown. And one of the fantastic theories coming out of Italy, because that's changed from calorie being sold to the Altani family who also I think they own PSG from Qatar. So they were going to buy it and similar situation, billions of pounds coming in, they've disappeared and then it's become an American company negotiating separately with Chilino to buy Calgary Football Club and negotiating separately with the council to buy the stadium that's been such a bone of contention and that could see him still um, in jail in the future, he's been jailed for it once temporarily and then the theory in one of the local papers was that the person controlling these two American companies was a guy from Miami called Massimo Cellino. <laughs> so there is this, this suspicion been going around in Italy. You've, that missed he is, out,
2: you've missed out the alleged Chinese interest as well. well <laughs> from, uh,
1: yes, but the suggestions that Massimo Cellino is negotiating to buy Calgary Football Club from himself and to buy the stadium from the council that he's been arguing with the council about for the last 10 years, at the same time as he's trying to buy Leeds United... That's my favourite at the moment. Is he at
3: some point going to pull off a mask and be Ken Bates? <laughs> <laughs> I was say, it was like, me
1: all along. The, we'll find out that that Malaysian airliner has been impounded because Massimo <laughs> Cellino hasn't paid the tax on it. And they're just waiting for him to come and, anyway.
2: It's worth saying at this point, we are recording on Wednesday the 19th um, and we are still awaiting news from the Football League regarding whether Chilino may have passed or failed. As it stands at the minute, word on the jungle drums may be wrong. We would expect the Football League to fail them, would we? They have to, surely. It's in their own rules,
3: unless they change their rules. The argument is, lawyer seems to be using is that they will appeal, but it's acknowledged that it'll take months. In the, in the meantime, GFH presumably don't want to be paying their own bills so kind of leaves them stranded
2: well the fact that um, Hisham al Reyes appears to be in this country would indicate that something is going on around this issue rather than it just being completely ignored
1: they do have some um, property to finance (laughs) this is true Um,
2: no it's true I was looking I know
1: they've uh, just bought a house haven't they yeah for David (laughs)
2: <laughs> it all ah, it all starts to fall together now. No, it's yeah.
1: for um, investors, so I don't think he's got any money left to invest. <laughs> um, unless they're doing him a very, most of it. unless they're doing him a very special deal where they charge him twice as much as anybody else. Yeah, they just they bought a, a house in um, uh, a listed building in Kensington, and it's not even gold Finance House; it's his Finance House Capital.
2: Are they buying Ken's house <laughs> in Chelsea?
1: God, that would be a, a hell of a twist. And um, yes, and they're very pleased. They're delighted with the the level of interest that they've had from investors. So they basically bought this um, spectacularly expensive luxury residential property in London and have uh, already beginning to show a profit on it because of the level of investment that's coming in. So this brings us on to the interesting question that Michael alluded to earlier of will we need a 10-point cushion because we go into administration? Well, we do only go into administration if the owner's couldn't pay the bills i'm going to suggest that they could probably pay the bills sell that house mm. or not have bought it in the first place we, they don't even have to go all the way to gold finance house for that cash because it's gfhc it's david Hague's old mob that they've just you know got rid of him and now they're swimming in money surprisingly
2: uh, well the the natural place we can move from this is towards together leeds they're still waiting in the wings Bid ready to go, as far as we understand. Surely, if uh, if if Celino gets bounced, then they're going to be in pole position. You would have thought if Gfh need to or want to act as fast as it seems,
4: they're going to be
1: David Haye's new best buddies. <laughs> I've never seen anybody who ticks as many boxes.
3: Yeah, hang on. There's Andrew Flowers here, which you said you, you said a minute ago. Oh, not we've not just added think-
2: Oh, oh well. Sorry, sorry, Andrew. We've
3: just it's added Andrew- a few
4: new boxes. To the list, and they tick them all.
2: Yeah, who's he working for, Mister Hague? I, we don't need to say too much more about him. We've done quite enough on David Hague, I think. But good question.
4: He's, whoever it
2: is,
1: he's working twenty hours a day for them. And he's, for and he's you um, and me.
2: And part of the work he's doing is relocating
3: Spot Capital.
1: Oh yes, that was the uh, scurrilous rumor that the Square Ball started. We didn't even start. A a rumor. Silly rumor. It was. <laughs> a, it was <laughs> <a> pointing <laughs>
3: out a fact. Yes.
1: Another silly rumor.
3: Not a rumor. The rumors in your head, David. We're just saying. We're what? What was the fact that we uncovered?
1: They moved Sport Capital, which is the Hague company that was going to buy Leeds United with way back when, has changed the address to, was it Two
2: Vicarage? It's to Rutland Mews, in, in, also in Kensington. Two Rutland Mews. I think it's Two Rutland Mews Gardens. Oh, sounds very nice. Even so, okay. nicer. And it's a very
1: exclusive address. Um, only a few companies registered there. I think about eight. Mm-hmm. Two... Uh, show of Oh, it's Rutland Gardens Muse. Oh, nice. Bloody London. What's a mess about with the names of everything? Anyway, it's Knightsbridge, uh, just down from Royal Thames Yacht Club on the map, incidentally. Uh, Chilino won't need his membership there. There's about eight companies there. Two are dormant, and uh, the other six all have links in terms of their directors to uh, Chateau Fiducière, who are a Swiss Trust, um, that we should really, as football fans, know nothing about. However...
2: They ran us for a bit, didn't they? Or they administered the club on Ken's behalf.
1: Effectively, yeah. They used, they managed the funds that owned the club. Forward Sports Fund, Crateo and Astor, I think, were,
2: were theirs as well. Who, of course, were secured creditors in the administration. Unconnected. Un- well, well exactly to- but that, that you could start if you said that, you could start a horrible rumour off, couldn't you?
1: The clinching point of that is is that I drew a diagram just to try and work it out in my own mind because I don't believe it when the square ball started another silly rumour. I want proof. And the the proof that emerged was that all six of these companies all had arrows pointing to Switzerland and Chatufiduciaire yeah. and then there was one that just had an arrow pointing to David Haig.
2: Sports
1: Capital. Yeah. So you know, it could all just be a coincidence. Might just be a nice
2: house. So together leads then. We we spoke about them last time. Poised, ready and waiting. I mean, what's the alternative? Doesn't seem to be one. <laughs> and it's like they've almost known
3: the whole time that this was going to happen. That GFH were either asking too much. And I think maybe when... I almost get the impression when Celino came in, they thought, oh shit, this guy's an idiot. He'll pay it. He's going to actually pay what they're asking for it. But then it came clear he might fail and they've just gone, right... We're yeah. Just over it, David. You've got my card. When you need us, yeah. Which Give you us a will. Call. Which you will. Yeah. <laughs> just over it. Is that? Is our offer still um, derisory, or are you struggling a bit to pay those wages? Where are you living nowadays?
0: <laughs> Coming up.
2: Up next, are Millwall, uh, back at Elland Road. Please, can they go down this season?
1: I was going to say, please, can they just go away? Yeah, well, they are. Will doing- not come.
2: Well, they're 22nd, and they don't have their uh, their star sharpshooter, Steve Morrison. Is it oh. confirmed
1: that he can't play against us? Yes. Why? I'd let him play. Yeah, I would.
2: <laughs> we know Just he's no good at Ellandros. Why, why are we trying to help them?
1: He's only scored six. It's more than some of ours. Yeah, but not the good not ones. Not the good ones. Yeah, this whole um, getting Ian Holloway to be your manager after he'd basically thrown his hands up in the air and declared himself not good enough for Crystal Palace <laughs> doesn't seem to be really working out very well for them.
2: It's about time they went down, though, isn't it? Found the natural level.
3: They're a pest. I thought this might happen when Jacket left, because I always got the feeling he was getting that extra little bit out of them to keep them up, because on on paper they never seemed any good, even though they used to always beat us. All of a sudden they're, they're dropping, and they've gone into that spin that clubs do when they burn through a couple of managers.
1: And we need to put a stop to it as well, because Ian Holloway is talking as if we're equals, which I'm not really happy about.
2: Well, that, that rag that reported it, is it called the new shopper? That South London paper. Yeah, uh, they, they fierce rivals. No, we're not fierce rivals. Not at all. Well, this has been we, we just don't like you because you're a set of twats.
1: It's been recopied to our official website. You know, Oh, okay. right. Respectful words from Holloway or something. Or both Leeds and Millwall are proper football clubs. The thread that runs through them both is the passion of the fans and how much they care about their teams.
3: I said the threat. At first. <laughs> I think well, that's right
1: for them. That maybe is a, th- a thread that runs through both. No, in fact no, but saying that our fans have anything in common with Millwall fans is a dire misreading of the situation that I think will be shown on Saturday when, what are we expecting, about 15 of them come up in Galatasaray shirts.
3: And also trying to compare the two, Millwall have never had a good football team. For a prolonged period of time.
1: According to Ian Holloway, in recent years there's been quite a rivalry between us that's on the pitch. That's
3: because we are shit at
2: the moment. <laughs> yeah. And Ian
1: Holloway also says, and I think there is now an element of mutual respect on
2: both sides. <laughs> I think he thinks wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not been managed
3: there long, has he? Is it fair to say this is Ian Holloway's first game in charge of Millwall yeah. against Leeds?
1: <laughs> yeah, he'll be trying to leave the sing-song in the uh, in, on the pitch before the game. Everybody, why not we all just come on the pitch and shake hands. Show how friendly we are. Come by ya, my lord. Come by. Anyway.
2: Yeah, so it'd be nice if we beat them, wouldn't it? Just mm. put them back Very in the nice. box. Yeah. And to be honest, all things aside, I know things have gone completely tits up in, in, uh, in recent weeks, but this season we have, as we reviewed at the halfway point, we've generally beaten the teams below us and lost to the teams above us. Mm. So by rights, we should win this. The problem to is that the, more we, the further we drop down, the harder that's getting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're shit, they're 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. Millwall are kind of, well,
3: Millwall along with Barnsley and Yeovil, and I kind of hope that for us, even if we do get 10 points off,
2: we're probably still going to be better than them, just about. We're not going to get 10 points off, Oh, it's not going to happen, don't worry. <laughs> Might be 15. <laughs> yes, it could be yes. fucking 20 after last time, couldn't it? Next game after that then is Bournemouth on the 25th, Tuesday night away. What did WhoScods.com say about Millwall? Oh yeah, oh. We, sorry, oh, how, dare I, how how could I skim past this? Um,
1: Millwall, I was going to say, I don't think I bothered looking because I um, assume they have no footballers. Uh, they're good at one thing, which is aerial duels.
2: Like the film Top Gun?
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. It's alright, we've got Mathieu. They they Mathieu and
1: Wickham up front. Big man, a, big man combo. Yeah, I think we should start playing Pierce up there as well. You remember when used to go up front. I um, mean, David O'Leary's most desperate moments. Just l- start doing fling,
3: that. fling everyone forward. Yeah, yeah. the Keegan approach. Okay. Lupo ended up going up front a couple of times as well. He did. Towards the end of games, yeah. getting them. The fact he couldn't ever win a header was <laughs> possibly going against <laughs> the them. only man who
2: shrunk when he jumped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, talking to WhoScored.com, what a Bournemouth got out then.
1: Well, we don't need because we've just established that we. Beat the seems below us and lose to the ones above us. So Bournemouth, we're losing. Right,
2: Have a nice trip. They've, they've gone, gone above us, us haven't they? Bloody
1: well gone above us. Because Eddie Howe's such a nice guy, you can't you can't keep a nice guy down. Well, who scored? Tell me that Lewis Grabban has scored has grabbed fifteen goals for them,
2: which is he must be a, a, a sub editor's a absolute dream for headlines. Then. Yes, Lewis grabs, grabbing them all. Yeah, grabs them. Yeah.
1: The um, unless he gets charged with sexual assault, <laughs> in which case. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, we make the front pages And not the back pages Yeah uh, WhoScored.com say
2: They are strong at coming back From losing positions And at protecting a lead
4: Yes But well, they're yeah.
2: not
3: going to have a chance To uh, come back from a losing position Against us are they hmm. That'll scupper their plan <laughs> Yeah exactly hey? When they
2: race into a 4-0 lead They'll be shitting themselves <laughs> <laughs> They're also good at protecting a lead Oh uh, but, We won 2-1 against these lot Last time didn't we So uh,
1: Yeah that was but, um, McCormack's QPR game That daft missed penalty And then got a goal back did he score the winner as well? I can't remember. Somebody, maybe one of our other players scored the winner. <laughs> it seems like such a long time ago.
2: Do we I've, have any other players that score?
1: I see because they had their um, goalkeepers sent off and then Flehaven came on and scored the goal. It was Dominic Polion scored the winner. Oh, the
2: Polion years. That takes me back.
1: <laughs> um, and Lewis Graven scored the goal. Oh, yeah, that Green and Tong were our midfield. We were playing a little diamond in Mowat um, behind, <laughs> behind McCormack and Hunt. And then Green and Tongue. Heady days. Heady days. We were
2: better then than we are now. We had Jufe
1: on the bench. And Varney. Yeah, crazy days.
2: After them lot, we've got Doncaster at Ellen Road again. They used to be our bogey side back in the League One days, and now yep. they're our
4: whipping boys.
2: Six out of six. Yeah, baby.
1: Bring them on.
4: I'm they're- not quite confident.
1: Against Doncaster?
2: No. Come on, Oddie. Come at on. At home.
1: as wi- recently. Get with the programme, Grandad. Fortress Elland Road versus the Saps of Doncaster.
2: Uh, they're very weak at avoiding individual errors and they're weaking, weak at defending against skillful players. Well, one out of two is not bad. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> exactly. And last time, uh, Rudy Austin scored against him with, a, if I remember rightly, it was a good, a quality back post volley. Mm. And he's on
4: fire at the moment.
1: Yes. So I'm predicting a goal for Austin in every single one of these games. Um, and th- so he'll I probably get sent I off against Millwall said, and th- not play.
2: I think you're right. And after Donny, we've got Charlton. So we've got, we've got in this series of games, Millwall currently, what, 22nd? Yeah. And we've got uh, Donny who are 20th and Charlton 21st.
1: We should beat the damn hell out of all of these losers. Um, and Charlton aren't even a football team anymore. They're just a feeder club for the age. Oh. Um, this is a, almost a cautionary tale about what can go wrong when your new owner, you think a personal fortune of £750 million. That would be a good thing if he came to your club. That sounds all right, that. However, he has sacked the manager, declared that any good players will be sent, if not sold, to standardly age. And that because you can only, I mean, this is maybe taking things to extremes, but because you can only own one club in a European club competition, if Standard and Charton did both qualify for European competitions, um, Charton wouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> and in fact Charlton's uh, Successful squad Will probably just go And have to play in Belgium mm. um, Unfortunate so He's got s- loads of money <laughs> yeah, Exactly And it's all Personal fortune as well It's a 750 million quid That he has Was he working At McDonald's at 16? Uh, <laughs> I think that's
2: how He made his millions <laughs> built, built up a little nest egg Electronics I think he had Yeah Calculators or- There
1: are else. other Electronics <laughs> are available Have you seen this? As it, it may look like a typewriter with a screen attached. Mm-hmm. It is in fact a full personal computer. It can do. It's
2: is it's, it. Well, is that one of those laptop things?
1: Yeah, I'll show you. It has got a
2: calculator actually. <sighs> so if you want to do any sums, there is a calculator there. But the, if I'm pressing the screen and it's not working. Anyway, we're being twats. Um, last time we beat these four uh, two in the pissing down rain, didn't we? Um, and somebody called Cameron Stewart scored a goal for them. He sounds like another one.
3: Who, another one who's minus one. Is he the same? Oh no, it's Wickham
1: with the other Wickham's
3: one. Wickham's minus one. He's min- Kebe has scored against us in the past, I think. I think he's we've got to keep it one. to this season, oh, to okay. be fair. Right, OK. Always through history. is actually in plus figures.
2: That seems wrong somehow. <laughs> he's, he's more than made up for his goal, don't worry. I think yeah. in, the, in the opposite direction. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was a damn good goal from Cameron Stewart in this game as well.
2: Bright future, that lad.
1: Can
4: we sign him? We are.
3: <laughs> what the, the key to Cameron Stewart's goal in this game was that there was no one near him. Mm. It was against us, that was it. Uh, <laughs> as soon as anyone goes near him and it sort of touches him slightly, yeah. he just lets him have the ball.
1: And I have renew- reviewed, very much like the Kebe YouTube clips, gone back and looked at the Stuart highlights for Charlton in a different light and noticed that when he was racing down the wing, cutting inside and scoring from distance, he was doing it in acres of space <laughs> uh, yeah. and didn't have to beat anybody. At Who any point.
3: Dot com would say... Bad at having people near him, (laughs) running, (laughs) crossing. Generally (laughs) (laughs) antisocial.
2: Well, they are weak in the air and they are non-aggressive, so maybe that's why. That's what whoscored.com reckon to the addicts. Yeah, get
1: Smith on them. Go on, Smithy, ruin them, you big French.
2: (laughs) What is an addict? I believe, is it not a colloquialism for haddock? There you go. I started searching
1: for it and uh, Google is offering me a result for Addicted to Love by uh, Robert Palmer. I don't think it's that then. L- local lad? One theory. Straight to uh, Yahoo answers. One theory is a phrase is simply a, corru- a corrupted form of athletic. I suppose if you're a cockney. Ah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: uh, uh, uh. addict, <laughs>
1: The majority of and historians agree the most likely explanation dates back to a fish and ship shop in 1908 and that addicts is derived from
2: addict. There you go. I told you. I was on it. It's not finished.
1: Oh. Mm-mm. <clears throat> At that time, Arthur Bryan was a local fishmonger who helped underwrite the cost of establishing charting at the valley. Uh, the club and its opposition used to dine on fish sappers following matches. Can you remind me to set um, Mary Poppins up on Sky Plus when I get home? Story goes, if a team lost, they would dine on the less popular cod. But a
2: victory would secure a attic supper. He needs, <laughs> he needs to go get some sleep, doesn't he? Odd, he's having the, a breakdown. The, the use of annex has not been continuous. It's not been what? <laughs> has not been
1: continuous. <laughs> but was still gan strong in 1947 when the Canish Mercury referred what? the the Canish Mercury. I
3: still don't know what that
1: means. <laughs> mercury from Can. <laughs> It referred to birthplace of the EX when reporting uh, Charlton's FA Cup winning celebrations. Charlton have also been known as the Robins and the Valiants. That <laughs> these have been decisively seen off. Got quite posh then. In that last decade. <laughs> and well, there is there is actually a comment from the person who asked the question because uh, this is Yahoo Answers and uh, the answer came from Jack Coy. And the person who asked rated the answer as five stars and said, well explained, with interesting history behind it. Thanks. So there you go. Well, the other answers are ask a women. It's what a Yorkshire person would refer to someone as if they drink slash gamble or use heroin a lot. Uh, Someone else says it has to do with fish. And another answer says a
2: dick.
0: The Ken Bates villain of the
4: fortnight.
2: A dick, you say? Hmm, interesting. Let's move on to this. Uh, this is the Ken Bates Villain of the Fortnite Award, the fortnightly award that we give to somebody who has contributed to our ongoing state of misery as Legion United fanatics. Ken Bates, our serial nominee, he's having a nomination for
1: Yorkshire Radio's launch. Sorry, sorry, Radio Yorkshire's launched, <laughs> whatever the hell it's called. You can actually watch them in their studio. Watch the
2: radio. Watch what the is radio. this What is this witchcraft?
1: Is there a camera in here?
2: No, there isn't. Not in this studio. God no. for that.
1: Yeah, so his radio station is back on air. I have tuned in occasionally. On Michael's arbitrary scoring system,
2: how would you rate it?
1: That's pointing a bit. I've just opened up the live video stream. I can't hear uh, what they're doing, but the uh, camera is zooming around like a mad thing, and they uh, all seem to be. Uh, they're laughing. all naked. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've opened Red Tube. accident. <laughs> Start with mit- ru- starts with variety. Yeah, yeah, easy mistakes to make. And it's lovely. If you do look at the website, don't listen to it. Um, <laughs> but you can have a look at the website and have a look at the presenters and the, the poor people that they've illegally trafficked from Eastern Europe and forced to work there. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at Red Tube again. Um, no, but at Radio Yorkshire, if you look at the photographs of some of the people who work there, you can see the uh, the subway sign reflected in the window that they're sitting next to. And um, if,
2: if if the camera goes at the right angle, you can see the south stand of Ellen Road as well, can't you?
1: I've been watching. Have you been watching it that that long?
2: Non-stop in my house, uh, Michael. You also wanted to nominate Jason Pierce's wife. Yep. For her child birthing skills. Yep. For for conning poor Jason into having a child. Okay. I'm
3: I'm gonna suggest she's been flushing those pills. I'm not telling Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Pins in the condoms. Exactly. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That that old chestnut. All right, anybody else who's uh, getting a nomination? That's what she said about his penis. (laughs) Johnny Coconut.
1: (laughs) Yep. If he was a proper lawyer, we'd be billionaires by now. And also, whoever sold Massimo Cellino that yacht and obviously didn't give him all the paperwork that he needed to fill out. Mm. And also, Judge Sandra Lepore for being corrupt, just like everybody in Italy. Okay. Apart from... Apart from
3: Massimo Cellini. Massimo Cilino. yeah. Uh, yeah right. Okay. That's the, that's the important daughter. bit to remember in this. Yeah. Sean Harvey.
4: Oh, yeah. Okay. Why is that? For taking his holidays at inappropriate times. Yeah. Again. I'm,
2: yes. Yeah. He's, that's it again, isn't he? He's on holiday again. Yeah. Anybody else? I maybe mean, we, don't, we don't want to perhaps touch on Jimmy Kebe. Maybe uh, the 5 1 defeat at Ellen Road. Or... Yeah. Kebe the, can probably.
1: The thing is, a lot of them. I mean, I know the, the football kind of concentrates your anger, but I feel like just letting them off because. They're almost the least ridiculous thing is Leeds United losing five one to Bolton. Been um,
3: desensitised to these losses though, because it doesn't feel that horrible. Do you remember the? In fact, you probably don't remember because it's only started happening happening recently. I was going to say, do you remember in the past when we used to lose five one and you'd be furious, but it didn't really happen, did it? Until <laughs> maybe Arsenal did it now like, and then. Yeah, well, um, but really good teams did it, not shit like Bolton.
1: Watching Thierry Henry outstripping Stephen Craney and Michael Dubry for pace at Highbury. Is that
3: Knights, nice, God? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so maybe um, we should nominate Bolton Wanderers for not signing Thierry Henry. He's still they, playing.
2: Why are they called the Trotters? Don't know. No, we don't have enough time. Um, and listen, this is going to be a slightly controversial one because we've defended him up to a point, but Brian McDermott... Gotta take. it has got to take some of the it's going to mm-hmm. take a bit of a he's probably worthy of a nomination. Nice guy as he is. Maybe we need to treat him mean to keep him keen.
1: We have been treating him mean. We've been booing his team on and off the pitch.
2: That's his team, though, not him. Well, nobody's... <laughs> I mean, what do you like I mean, us to we, do? Rule up and punch him? If we nominate him for this award, it might really hit home. That's true. Um, it could be
4: in the playoffs in a few weeks, based on this. What, about yeah. 52 weeks?
1: I'd also like to nominate... It was Hercules Salino for uh, <laughs> You Make Puke. Although... I'm kind of glad that phrase is in my life, so let's just, rather than give him the award, just a slap on the wrist for being a spoiled brat.
2: Right, well, we've got quite a lot of nominees there, so let's uh, run through And We've got uh, Ken Bates for Radio Yorkshire, uh, Jason Pierce's wife for... Uh, you make puke!
3: Is he even married? Is, is this a child that's been had out of wedlock? <laughs> a bastard is what they call him. <laughs> a bastard? <laughs> I mean, Dan, what, what's
2: your opinion on having... <laughs> I've no idea. Me and my wife are happy with our two children. Thank you. When did you get married? Count before the horse and all that. Count before the horse. Um, Disgusted. uh, Johnny Coconut. um, He's got a nomination for not being good enough at his job. All American Yacht Sellers, whichever ones they were that sold. uh, Is
1: that that the name of the company?
2: All American Yacht Sellers. Have you not seen the American Golf Store? Yeah, there you go. Um, Well, let's
1: nominate them as well.
2: Judge Sandra for being corrupt Italian. Judge uh, Sandra, she's she on the <laughs> <telly>? <laughs> Sean Harvey, on, being on his holly bobs again, right at a very important time for Leeds United. Jimmy Kebay, well, you know why. Uh, Bolton Wanderers, what was the reasoning there? For not signing Thierry Henry. Right, okay, a bit obtuse. having chip players that score against us rather than good ones. Yeah, uh, Brian McDermott for all of the recent stuff. Um, and that Cellino kid for bullying that Farnham kid. Who's having it?
4: I want Harvey to have it because I hate him with a passion. He's is, is a, a repeat offender? I know.
1: It's... We've given it to people more than once. I'm
2: sure I've won it at least twice. For your drum nonsense.
1: Yeah. People agreed with me. No. Good nobody. people.
2: No one. Idiots did. It's do you know, Joey, we haven't nominated Massimo Cellino. Well, what could that... he possibly have done what wrong? What a stand-up guy he is. Oh, he's, oh, he's the Innocent Party, isn't it? Sorry, yeah, my bad. Go on then, let's, let's well, Hold on a minute. We well, may we...
1: have um info on Jason Pierce's marital status. His partner gave birth to their first oh. child. I've not
3: I've not managed to find a wife. Is it even a woman?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would hazard a guess at yes. Oh,
3: okay. It's amazing what we
4: can do these days.
2: Mm. Mm. Is she having it? Is, is it having it?
3: <laughs> I think
4: she's had it already. Right.
2: Yeah. Should we just give it to her on the basis that she's probably not married to him yet? And, I mean, we'd have got a point at Burnley, but for her.
4: Her own goal. And and what an own goal. We've probably only lost 3 or 4 1 against Bolton.
2: And goal difference is everything. It is. So, yeah, congratulations, Ms. Pierce. Well done. You are the Ken Bates villain of the fortnight.
0: Any other business?
1: Um, She is blatantly his wife, actually, everywhere now says. Telegraph and Argos report it in quite a flowery. uh, language Central defender Jason Pierce lost his ever-present record as his wife had given birth to a boy.
2: At this point, we'd just like to offer an unreserved apology to uh, Mrs. Pierce. Uh You sound like a wholesome lady. Um, and can we have our award back, please?
1: Yeah, we'll give it to Sean no. Harvey.
2: <laughs> just default it back to Harvey. Okay, fair enough. Uh, final word then is for issue eight of the Square Ball, which is coming out at the weekend. We hope. All being well, you can grab that at Ellen Road in person, and we'll chuck it for sale on the website at the squareball.net
1: It has a lot of good good things in it. It always has a lot of good things in it. There's um, a lot to do with Jimmy Kebbe. I know there's a lot of Jimmy Kebbe fans out there. Um, people may have enjoyed our articles paying tribute to Nigel Martin in the last issue. This time we have um, some artwork by Joseph Gamble paying tribute to Jimmy Kebbe. I believe it's a it's a Um, A picture
2: of his head on a dartboard. No, it's a series
1: of photographs, uh, a series of drawings, sorry, showing how to beat a player, Jimmy Kebby style. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also, I spoke to a guy called Barry McNeil, who used to be managing director of Prozone and worked there for pretty much all of the century so far, so all of Prozone's time, and about this business of him running further than than anybody else that Brian McDermott came out with. And he said that one of the... Um, things he said about it was that it's nice for Prozone that it gets the publicity and that people in the game, they think it's that powerful, but it's bad for Prozone in that comments like that completely misrepresent what the product is and
3: does. Is it a bit like those, those um, vinyl cleaners you can buy at Leeds Festival that some people just sniff? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's definitely like that yeah. yeah absolutely definitely like that and there's loads of
1: other stuff Adam Jubb's written a poem about the take, well about the GFH era and Jealous John uh, looks at um, Hair and Dunn which may like, sound like uh, an old fishmonger um, but two uh, fullbacks who are both in the top ten appearances um, of all time for Leeds United and all our usual quality writers have written all the usual quality things so we'll print them hopefully and sell it for just one pound fifty,
2: Ellen's Road. There was an investment bank of young runts. <laughs> no, it's gone. Uh, yeah, you can buy that at Ellen Road at the weekend and online at the squareball.net Let's let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's leave this. Hmm. Leave this studio. Let's go back to Miami. See what happens in the next couple of weeks. What madness unfolds, and we will bring you our reaction in a couple of weeks. Thanks for uh, for listening to us. Bye from me. Bye from Michael. Bye and Moscow. Bye bye and Oddy. Bye-bye. You can reach us via podcast at thesquareball.net. Search for us on Facebook or tweet at the thesquareball. We look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye-bye. The Squareball Podcast. The news, the news, the news, the news. Oh, that you fucker. You missed
1: <laughs> it as well. <laughs> I was aiming for his big ball head. The
2: news, the news. How- ah, for fuck's sake, let me do this link! How did you miss it? Let me do the
0: link! Let me do my link! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.